I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What is up, my beautiful people? How are we? It is Monday night. It is the day off agenda, and you're all very welcome along to tonight's stream. And yes, I did say I was taking the day off, and yes, I am full of crap, and yes, I am here, and yes, I did miss you, and yes, I wanted to stream, because we've only got so many days left in this transfer window, and I want to talk about what we're doing, what we should be doing, and where we're at. So, loads to get through. Again, thank you guys, I hope you're well. So I've got a bit of a new view today. I'm sitting here and I now have all my jerseys up in my living room and I'm feeling so much better about life because I'm looking now at a, a Verge shirt, a Diogo shirt, a Trent shirt and a Bobby painting and I feel very satisfied sitting here looking out at it all. So, how are we? If I ever tell you I'm taking a day off, just assume I'm lying because I tell myself every day before a day off, take the day off tomorrow mate, you need the day off, rest, I wake up, look at my phone, read the news and I go, no, I'm working. I'm definitely getting on tonight for a stream. So, how are we all doing? Loads of you in for uh, tonight. Appreciate you. Obviously, Arsenal are live at the minute as well, so we're going to have a quieter stream tonight, but they're the ones we get to know each other in, so let's have at it. We are being brought to you tonight, my friends, as we will be most Mondays, thanks to our amazing sponsors at oosh.com. Oosh! The home of giveaways, whether it be cars, cash, tech, holidays, or those all-important football club packages, our friends at Oosh have got you covered. This week, they have a fantastic draw for Liverpool versus West Ham at Anfield, 23rd of September. This draw is a high roller draw, meaning it's €20 to enter, but it's limited to just 99 entries. So... If you want to get over there, don't forget, you can get yourself 10% off any of the Oosh draws by using our discount code AA10. This week, two tickets to see Liverpool versus West Ham at Anfield, 23rd of September 2023. Both seated together in the cop end. One night's accommodation in the Liverpool City Centre Hotel. €300 Euro Ryanair voucher included if you so need it. If not, you can take the cash. And 10% of all the profits of this draw Go to Cavantown AFC. So again, 
Don't forget, oosh.com, scan that QR code on the screen or go into the link of the description of this stream. You'll see a link there. Or you can download Oosh yourself. I think they have a new app out. Get yourself to oosh.com, 10% off any draw with their discount code AA10. Sorry, I needed to cough. Right, so let's start off with the McAllister conversation. We'll move on to talk about transfers. Don't worry about it. We're going to start talking about the McAllister situation today. So it's been a bit of a mixed bag from what I've seen around the Alexis McAllister appeal for the red card. Liverpool have indeed lodged an appeal. But looking on social media and looking at former referees and stuff, it seems to be a bit of a mixed bag. Seems to be a consensus that yes, it shouldn't have been a red card, but because of the stupid, idiotic PGMOL rules, they're going to have to prove that it was a, a blatant wrong decision, basically. And common sense seems to not come into these things a lot of the time, and let's wait and see what happens. But if you watch Ref Watch on Sky today with Dermot Gallagher, you would have seen that everybody was in agreement that it shouldn't have been a red card. So the question is, if it's that obvious and everybody's in agreement, why is there even a doubt about the potential overturning of it? Well, I guess that'll come down to the panel that have to adjudicate over these things. Um, anyone that's ever kicked a football in anger will tell you that that was never a red card challenge. It wasn't on the day, it isn't now, and it never will be. So hopefully common sense prevails, but as soon as we get the outcome, we will, of course, let you know. Right. Why didn't we get Laporte? Um... I would imagine a few reasons. One, City probably wouldn't directly want to sell to us. Two, he's had some injury concerns. And three, Saudi are coming in flashing a load of money for Laporte. So it looks like that's where he's off to. Um, but there are some links today that we need to go through. So I guess the big one for me today, folks, is the fact that there's been an agreement by most of the journalists that Liverpool aren't looking for a DM now that Liverpool have signed Endo, and that means in this window that we're not looking for a defensive midfielder. And that confuses me a little bit because I've seen journalists state just last night that Decore was still top of Liverpool's transfer list. But if we don't need an out-and-out -out defensive midfielder, why would Decore still be top of the list? Maybe Klopp views him as somebody he can use in other parts of the pitch, I don't know. But I really do get the feeling we're edging towards a Ryan Gravenberg signature if Bayern admit that they're willing to sell. That's where I feel this is leading. Sophie and Amrabat, well, you can put that one in the bin. Liverpool have moved away from him. And I told you this before, Fabrizio or anybody else over the past couple of days. But, yes, Liverpool have moved away from Sophie and Amrabat. So, what's going to happen tonight? Well, we're going to go through and see what we think. Calvin Phillips has been linked today by TalkSport and a couple of others. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think Calvin Phillips is the right signing and why I don't think he's worth the money that he would potentially be going for. Shouldn't the heading read 5 million for Phillips rather than 50 million, said Boom Boom. Look, very fair point. Um, Calvin Phillips, well, he was at Leeds if we had to come to Liverpool. I think a few of us would have been underwhelmed by it, but we would have understood it, right? I don't see the point of bringing in Calvin Phillips now. He's, I think he's 26 years of age. He's had a season where he's basically sat on the bench for Manchester City. And I don't understand why we would spend that much money for a substitute. And that's what he would be at Liverpool because I don't think he'd play enough. So let's not help Manchester City free up £50 million worth of cash when I don't think he would be worth anywhere near £50 million quid. I just don't see it. So for me, I, I don't like these links and 
I also don't believe them. Because if you read through all the stories linking Calvin Phillips to Liverpool, loads of them come out with the same idea of, well, he's going to want to get himself playing so he can get into Gareth Southgate's plans ahead of the next Euros. Fair enough, but that's not our problem. Liverpool don't have to help him do that. And he's not worth £50 million. Nowhere near worth £50 million. And I'm actually astonished that there are some people who think that we should be looking at him. I don't get it. Maybe before City bought him, he could have made an argument, but not now. Not now, not after he spent a year sitting on his backside. It's bad enough that we're considering it with Gravenberts, but at least we can say he's younger, Klopp feels he can continue to develop Gravenberch, and he's significantly cheaper. So Gravenberch, I can understand. Calvin Phillips, not having it. I'm not having it. He's 28 in December, yeah, for 50 million quid. Nah, you're all right, Pep, you can keep him. Um, are there going to be any more signings? I believe so. Now, I still don't feel comfortable enough to say to you with any degree of certainty about the centre-back, mate. But I will tell you, yes, I fully expect and believe that a midfielder will be brought in over the next 11 days or so. Yes. Will it be Gravenberch? Will it be Decore? That's what we're here to discuss. Uh, what is the Phillips crap? 27-year-old, can't get a kick at City, only played a total of 290 minutes for them. Uh, this is not my debate, mate. This isn't my story. I'm just bringing you guys what the likes of TalkSport and that are saying. And I'm going to go through it for you so you know I'm not just making it up. Bear with me while I go through the uh, latest nonsensical links of him to us. So, Fabrizio Romano has said, Calvin Phillips is on Liverpool's list and they know the conditions of the deal. Player wants to fight for his place at Manchester City. Come here to me, Fabrizio. No, he isn't. He isn't on the list. And why would we want somebody on the list who wants to stay at another club? This is once again Fabrizio, in my opinion, talking out his hoop. There is no interest in Liverpool signing Calvin Phillips. There isn't. He's not coming to Liverpool. Let's not even try and put this out there. But Liverpool are considering a move, said Alex Crook. And then I don't again believe that. Why would we? It doesn't make sense. Our owners are scabby. They're not going to spend 50 million on somebody who's turning 28 this year. You already heard Jurgen Klopp tell them how much he had to work to convince them to allow him to sign Endo. Somebody who's two years older, somebody who is significantly cheaper, and Klopp still had to discuss with the owners why they need to break their structure to sign Endo at 16.5 million. So again, the common sense aspect of all of this seems to be severely lacking. Doesn't make any sense to me why they think we're going to spend 50 million quid. Would I take Phillips on loan? No, because then we're admitting as a club that that's where we're at. We're begging for loans. So no, mate, we, I'm not going to accept Phillips on loan either. Because Liverpool shouldn't be nickel and diming this. Liverpool should be getting the best players for the positions we need. And look, I understand if Klopp doesn't want to specialise number six now with Endo there, with Bajcetic there and with a possible move for Andre in January. Get it? No problem with that whatsoever. And if Klopp feels he wants Decore, Gravenberch, I can get on board with that. But I can't get on board with Calvin Phillips. His day has been and gone in my humble opinion. Uh, Colin said, thoughts on the Ivan Tony podcast where he notes being a Liverpool fan. Personally, I can't look past betting he's a baller and a Jota replacement. You can look past the betting. Um, look, it's well known that Ivan Tony's a Liverpool fan. Um, that's yeah, that's been known for a long time. And Ivan Tony's a fine footballer and a hard-working fella, but at the moment he's suspended for betting breaches, and it's up to him to get back playing. And I think, 
I think the chance for Liverpool to sign him will have probably passed. I think we we may have had an opportunity, but I can only imagine the money Brentford would look for now if somebody came in to buy Ivan Tony, let's say in the January market, once he's back available. Now, from what I can gather, he's free to train from uh, from September with Brentford, but he can't play again until January. Um, Crystal Palace playing well at the minute, said Nazish. It was nil-nil. I watched the first half hour or so. Um, it was nil-nil when it, well before I turned it off to come on here. Much love from Peterborough. Thank you, Finn. Somebody who at Peterborough will have known all about, Ivan Tony. Uh, I'm not sold on the core race at Alex Brooks. Well, uh, I don't know what to say to that, mate. Look, I'm not going to sit here, Alex, and tell you that I know all about the Corre. I've watched them religiously. I haven't, man. I've, wa- I've watched bits and pieces of them, and I've read up on some stuff on them. And I'm, I'm just sound about it because Premier League player, 23 years of age, um, Palace's player of the year. I mean, you can understand it. But yeah, I get you. If you're not sold on them, that's fair enough. Um, but there's a huge differential in valuations between what we'd pay for the core and again what we'd probably pay for Bayern or pay Bayern for Gravenberch. Um let's wait and see what happens. But last night the media was saying that the core was still the number one target. Today I wake up and James Pierce has written an article that said that Liverpool aren't looking for a specialised number six or a specialised defensive midfielder after signing Endo. So Again, it's it's hard to read between the lines and figure out what we do want. Because if we're moving away from a specialist number six, which again, I totally understand, then you've surely got to revisit the likes of Turam, Kone, obviously Gravenberg to be in that mix, and a few more players. So if we're widening the search from not just a, a defensive midfielder to a versatile midfielder, this gives us surely a far bigger scope to look. Uh, at this point, Craig, I'll take any midfielder except Phillips, said Cora McKeown. Look, Gravenberch, look, I'm okay with. If Klopp trusts and wants him, fine. Let's try get him in and see if Klopp can develop him. Alongside Endo, whipped by Chetich there, maybe Andre in January. That's fine. For me, there's enough midfielders then to fill all the spots we need and we'd be grand. But we still need a left-sided centre-back and... We have to have that conversation as well. Obviously, Mark Gay, Crystal Palace there today. He's somebody we'd looked at. Um, still, I think it'll come down to either uh, Hincapia, Tiete, or who was the other one we spoke about? Maybe I'll need to refresh my brain on this. Tiete, Hincapia. There was one more that we were looking at. I'd say Decore is worth 70 to 80 million. Well, Palace don't even value him that highly. So thankfully, you're not in the negotiation. I think Decore's value is probably about 60. Somewhere between 50 and 60. They paid, I think, 22 from a year ago. Craig, I 100% agree. Ivan Tony's a baller. Even back when he was at Peterborough, said Finn. Yeah, I remember Darren McAnthony, who's a Liverpool fan and obviously the Peterborough chairman, said it should have been a no-brainer for Liverpool looking at Ivan Tony. Parashures, thank you. Yes, Parashures was the other one. I knew you guys wouldn't let me down on that one. So let's get the first poll and let's go with the centre back option. I'm going to ask you guys who you'd like to see as the centre back signing, or would you rather me do a midfield poll first? Let you let you guys let me know which one you'd like. Uh, do you know, we'll start with the midfield one actually because that's the the topic we started with tonight. Right, let me get this in one second.
Again, I'm sure I'm spelling the core wrong here. Oh, I've got a bit of boasting to do in a minute. Remind me. Right, I'm going to give you four options. And you guys let me know which one you like. Let me just add the last one here. Right, there we go. You guys have your say. Um, so, a little bit of a... Um, little bit of a brag if i may for a second so over the last 30 days unbelievably anfield agenda has been the most subscribed to fan channel in the world beating all the big hitters over the last 30 days iftv united stand that's football the kickoff anfield agenda has got more subscribers over the past 30 days thanks to you guys than all of those channels that is amazing at 23,000 subscribers over the last 30 days we top that pile. Now look, we have miles to go to catch up on the big boys. Miles and miles and miles. But that is absolutely remarkable. And I want to just thank you all again. I don't know how it's happened. I'm not going to argue about it because I'm over the moon with it. But yes, over the last 30 days, there you go. Anfield Agenda has topped that pile with, uh, yeah, more than any other fan channel. That's <laughs> scary, but it's also, we have a long way to go. We're not a big boy yet, but we're on the right track, thanks to you guys. Um, right, you guys have a poll there. Let me see what you think. Decore, Grafenberts, Thuram, Kone. Poll is open. Over to you guys to have your say. Yes, I'm loving the WFMs in the chat. Nice. Is Kone injury prone? So, somebody said to me the other day, who asked the question? Um... Keegan, somebody said to me the other day, Keegan, that he's missed 100 days in the last year or something like that. So, yeah, fair to say he's a little bit, um, I wouldn't say injury prone, but certainly would be a concern. Something that would have to be looked at. Uh, because you work so much, guys, you absolutely deserve it. Thank you, Coco Mike. Look, it's it's been a great month for us, a record month for us in every department. Um, did you guys see, just breaking news there over the last hour, in the streaming world, Fabrizio Romano was going to be on kick. Apparently they've uh, agreed a deal with Fabrizio Romano to go on to kick, so there you go. So yeah, there you are, that's, that's where we're at. So, right, I've loads to get through today, loads and loads and loads. On Mohamed Salah, let's just put this to bed first and foremost. There is loads of people putting two and two together and coming up with 19, trying to figure out if Mohamed Salah is going to go to, I think it's Al Ithihad or whatever the club that Jota left, the uh, the Jota from Celtic that went over. Lots of people have been trying to say that they're going to come in for Salah. He's not going. Liverpool won't sell him. There isn't a number. It isn't going to happen in this window. Forget about it. Keep your money. Maybe come back next summer. So don't worry about that. And you don't need to take my word for it. It's been pretty much confirmed by every journalist out there there is no interest in Salah to move this summer he is happy at Liverpool Football Club and of course we're very happy to have him what's kick yep there you go kicks another streaming platform that has launched I don't know when it launched to be honest it's been on a while and they have um got some big gaming streamers on there and look they're doing what a lot of these platforms are doing throwing a lot of early money around at people to come across to try to help grow the platform it does, it's, 
probably a big loss for Twitch, if you're being honest, because, you know, Fabrizio was on Twitch. I think he's on YouTube as well. I don't know the ins and outs of his agreement with Kick. It's obviously a private matter. Um, and I don't know if it's an exclusive thing with Kick, but I know Kick announced it a little bit earlier on. Did Jota leave Al Ittihad? Yes. I don't, well, apparently he is leaving after just a month. Uh, 20, yeah, that's what's been doing the rounds anyway, that apparently he is going to leave. Um, not sure why. Maybe he couldn't settle. Maybe the weather was too warm. I, I truly have no idea. Why isn't Polina on the pole? Well, because we're not going to sign him now because we've signed a DM. So... That's why he's not in the poll. There's no point in just making up random names that Liverpool may go back for. Once we signed Endo, that was the end of Decore, or excuse me, the end of Polina. Um And I agree with that. To be fair, I agree with that. If you brought in Endo at 30, you can't bring in Polina at 28 and, and justify that as good of a player as he is. But if it's true that Liverpool don't need to look for a specialised number six, as James Pearce has written, then it opens up the scope of the type of midfielder that we may look for. And that's why I've gone with those options in the poll tonight. Do we revisit Kefren Thuram? Um, do we speak about Kone? And on Kone, actually, I've got some um, words here from the... One second, which one is it? Right, so this is from um, the, which, I'm just going to read this out here anyway. This is from the Echo, if you want to have a read of it yourself, but they're quoting a direct quote from Mönchengladbach. They go on to say that uh, he's been, 22-year-old, been linked with a move to Anfield in recent months. However, after suffering a serious knee injury at the Under-21 European Championships back in June, uh, Kone has yet to resume full training and is seen as a big money switch from Borussia fall through since goes on blah 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 and then they were talking about back in Germany speaking to build Verkus who is I believe one of the directors or the manager or something at Sporting or at uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach sorry he said we don't have to sell him but it was always like this. If there's another immense offer, then we have to think about it, but not the plan. Our plan is to keep Kone. Kone is a player who is something different. He gives your team a better balance in midfield. He's coming back after the international break, and he's very important to us. A tough, intelligent footballer. We need stability in this position. So they don't look like they want to sell him, but we all know the financial situation at Mönchengladbach means that if anybody comes in with a serious software, he probably would be able to move on. Right, again, before we move on, I want to just give a shout out to our sponsors because we're at our peak now, 3-6 in the chat. We are being brought to you tonight with thanks to the home of giveaways, oosh.com. Make sure you scan that QR code on the screen now or visit oosh.com yourself to check out all of their fantastic draws, whether it is cars, cash, tech, holidays, or those all-important football club packages. Our friends at oosh.com have got you covered. This week's Liverpool draw is an absolute belter. Only 99 tickets available, and it's for two tickets to see Liverpool versus West Ham at Anfield on the 23rd of September. Includes breakfast and one night's accommodation in the Liverpool City Centre Hotel. 300 euro Ryanair voucher or a cash alternative as well as two tickets on the cop for the game it is limited to 99 entries entries are 20 euro each but that's for the regular people you get a 10% discount by using the Anfield Agenda referral code AA10 or simply scanning that QR code on the screen there now 
And again, thank you to our friends at Oosh for their continued support. We will be doing a free giveaway during the season where you can all enter to be able to chance to win a trip over as well. And it will be limited to Anfield Agenda viewers. So again, thank you to our sponsors. I do like saying Oosh, yes, I do. I very much like saying Oosh. Who wouldn't? It's that feeling that you get when you're happy, you know. Oosh! Do not rate the core, he said free speech. Wow. Um, I don't understand why you wouldn't rate him, you know. I'm not going to say he's the best midfielder in the Premier League, but he's solid. And he was Palace's player of the year last year, so there's clearly got something about the kid. Just go home, how are you? I'm good, Mr. Too Sweet. I'm good. I'm very good. I'm sitting here now looking at my new, my pretty wall after I finally got my uh, framed jerseys put up on the wall today. So, over the moon, sitting here looking at them and I'm smiling. It's a beautiful view from here. I wish I could share it with you, but I can't. It's a beautiful view. Right, let's have a look at the poll and see how it's getting on. So, what midfield signing do you want? So far, Decore is absolutely romping at home. 56% of you guys have voted for Decore. Gravenberts with 12%. Kefren Thuram with 26%. And Manu Kone with 6%. Uh, will I end that poll? And we'll move on to another one. Give you guys a chance to uh, have your say maybe about centre-back or any other topics. The Corey Craig, he is the one. How much are we away from 205k? Uh, one second, Mark. Let me just check my phone. Do, do, do. We are 570 away, Mark. So we're a good chunk away. But if you are new or you're with us for the first time, please do hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to drop a like on the stream as well. Do you remember me? I remember the name sounds familiar, Skyro. Sounds familiar. Right, more stuff to go through, by the way. More links. So, do you remember yesterday I said to you guys that Spanish media love to link Liverpool to their players and then tell us they're not available? Remember that conversation we had literally yesterday? Well, guess what? According to Nacional, Liverpool are giving up all hopes of signing Real Madrid midfielders. Or No, Liverpool are to give up all hope. Sorry. They're saying that Liverpool are being told, no hope. You cannot have Federico Valverde and Arlene Choumeni. They claim that Jurgen Klopp wanted to sign at least one of the two midfielders with Valverde valued at £111 million. Very fucking specific number that, isn't it? £111 million. It's almost like that's the number we bid for Caicedo. It's almost like you've pulled that out your backside, Nationale. Uh, however, this is too much apparently for the Anfield club who have also been left in the lurch by the duo and they say that Sofian Amrabat is a much more likely target. No, he isn't because he's not a fucking target. Stop talking shit. Amrabat has already been turned down. Clearly been posted everywhere. Again, stop trying to make up stories to make Real Madrid look good. Liverpool came, they tried to take our players, but Florentino Perez and the might of Real Madrid managed to keep them at bay. Look at us, aren't we great? It's just getting boring. Stop linking us to players that none of us expect to sign. None of us. Did I hang them myself? No, I did not, Liz. If I hang them, hung them myself, there'd be no wall there. There'd be just holes. <laughs> Liz, you don't want to see me doing DIY, mate. It isn't pretty. I am so, so bad. No, we got a carpenter in to help hang them. So uh, I say help. I looked. I looked well, though. Do you know what I mean? I gave it a good stern look. 
Klopp will stick to only Endo to try and prove a point. His underdog fetish. Fetish now, is it? Uh, and stubbornness is threatening to undo all of his good work. So, Thomas, thank you for your super chat. I slightly disagree with you, mate. And look, he does love an underdog, but I'm not going to argue with you on that. I mean, even in the article on The Athletic I read, they referenced Klopp's love of Rocky and how much he loves an underdog story. But you know what? I agree with Klopp on this one. I agree that this is the right signing. And I'm very happy that we did it. So for me, I don't have a problem with it. Um, Endo was available. Klopp got him. It fills the void that we have in the number six position for the next two or three years. And let's give him an opportunity before saying that Klopp's fetish for um, bargains and underdogs is what did it. No, Klopp just wanted the player and made an exception for the AIDS thing. So we signed him and let's give him a chance. I don't understand the negativity around this signing. Surely if he works and he works for a few years and he does the position and plays it well, we've solved that problem, right? I, I don't get this. Like, let's, le let's leave the lad settle in. I think Endo's going to be just fine. Um, and we'll go from there. Uh, do, do, do. By is better than Gravenberch slash Kone, in my opinion, said Charlie McCollum. Look, by Chetich is a baller, and I love reminding the world that Liverpool paid 300 grand for him. So I'm going to say it again, Charlie. 300 grand, buddy! What a signing that was. And look, good news is by Chetich is almost ready to come back, so. You know, we've seen him in the squad for the game at the weekend and you wonder, probably be pushing the manager for a few minutes or a start against Newcastle. But I think a lot will come down to what happens with the McAllister red card. It's sounding like we're going to go in with Endo in the number six. So fingers crossed McAllister's red card gets overturned and then we can have McAllister and Sobitzlai ahead of him because how damn good has Sobitzlai been since he's come? Decore playing tonight, yes, he is. I was uh, scoping him out for the first twenty-eight minutes or so before I had to uh, before I had to come on. Right, so Mark's just sent me this from Empire of the Cop. Thank you, Mark. Jarrell Kwanzaa is set to head out on loan before the end of the transfer window. That comes in from Neil Jones via uh, Empire of the Cop. So thank you for that, Mark. Makes sense. You know, Kwanzaa needs to gain experience. And centre-back position is a difficult one for a club like Liverpool or a top European club to give a youngster those learning minutes. And Jarrell Kwanzaa was brilliant in pre-season. I think we'll all agree he was one of the standout young performers of pre-season. So let's hope he gets a move to uh, at least a decent level championship team. And um, let's see how he progresses. Get when you hold him back, he wants to leave. Um, firstly, I think there's some bad blood there, John. I love to hear the story of what really happened when, when Genie left because it feels like he felt slighted or he felt disrespected. Um, and I get, I'm guessing, and I am guessing, but my thought process would be that the owners just didn't want to give him a length of contract that he felt like he deserved. And we've never really replaced Genie when you them, have we? You know, what he brought to the team, I don't think was appreciated by certain sections of our fan base until he was gone. That reliability, that sturdiness, the versatility of midfield. Um, and I was always a huge Genie fan, but 
since he's moved on. Um, hasn't really worked out for him, has it? Hughes, congrats on your success. So well deserved, mate. I tell you what, mate. It's been a weird week. Like, to sit back here and see numbers that this little channel is starting to do, it freaks me out. I've had both tears of joy and dread and fear and, you know... I don't know, it's been it's been a very strange month for us, but I'm appreciative of all your kindness, mate. Thank you so much for your super chat and for your well wishes. Much appreciated. Um He was a true engine, he was. He was brilliant. I love Genie when yelled him. And nobody had a better song other. Maybe Bobby, but I love the Genie song. Where's the 110 mil? Right, let's put it this way, child, right? Let's say Liverpool signed Gravenberch for 30 and let's say that we sign a left-sided center back let's go with Hincapia who I think is probably the favorite and we will do a poll on that in a moment so Hincapia is going to cost about 37 million pound so let's say 37 million pound plus 30 million pound is 67 million pound plus the 16 and a half for Endo so that's 83 million pound we're almost up to the money and if you add in that to the money that we got um, for Henderson and Fabinho, and then add in the sales or the purchases of McAllister and Sobitzlai, we're in at around 130, 140 million pound net spend. But most importantly, if we brought in another midfielder, a centre-back, and Andre in January, well then we're almost at that 150 net spend. And we'll have brought in one, two, three, four, five midfielders and a centre-back. And that's a proper rebuild. Six players in is a decent rebuild. Someone said in the chat we should have 90 left. It depends what you think about the situation with, with Andre. Like if we're all in agreement that the plan is to go in for Andre in January at 17 million, then you can pretty much take 35 million for the Andre and Endo transfers of, of Liverpool's 110, let's say, that was there for Casado. And that brings you down to 75 million. Which, if you brought in Gravenberts and a centre-back, you've nearly spent that. So, let's wait and see if it gets spent. But, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little bit tetchy. Because days can just drift by here with nothing happening. And the closer it gets to the end of the window, the bigger the risk it is. You know? We've seen deals fall through already for us this window. Twice. So... It is, I understand the nervousness. I totally get it. Because I'd be liar, a liar if I told you I wasn't feeling it. One non-homegrown spot left. Yes, sir. But uh, let's look at it from the point of view of the players. Gravenberts doesn't need a homegrown spot because he's still 21. Hincapiet doesn't need a homegrown spot. Schurz doesn't need a homegrown spot. So if we were to sign either one of those or both of those, still wouldn't fill up the last non-homegrown spot. And then when it comes time at the end of the season to make them have to take a non-homegrown spot because they'd both be over the age bracket, we'd have moved on Thiago and Matip freeing up two non-homegrown spots. So, you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, that's why we're being linked to younger players, mate. Because if they're 21 before... Or excuse me, if they're 21 after the 1st of January this year, they were still 21, then they're eligible to go as a non-homegrown player because they don't have to be registered as part of your 25-man Premier League squad. What is the negativity around the endo signing stems from the fact that we were scraping the barrel for number six because our owners are a joke? 
But the negativity isn't based off anything, Martin, other than the fact that he isn't 50 or 60 or 70 million pound. Ultimately, and look, you know me, Martin, I don't like to defend the owners, but this was a Klopp signing. And if Klopp wants him, who are we to argue? Surely we should at least give him the opportunity. Because if we sign Andre for 17 million in January, that's another young player. We've got by Cechic. So let's give Endo a chance. Surely to God we'd all be happier if Endo works out and we can look at him on the pitch, absolutely tearing it up and say to each other, 16 million him. 16 million pound is all he cost. And look at him out there running in the midfield. So let's get behind him and hope we have another gem, another unearthed, reasonably priced player the Klopp has brought in. And let's see it from there. You know, it is what it is. But the goal was to give us the strength of squad. And Endo has given us at least some more options. And I'm okay with that. And I, do you know what? I probably didn't think I would have been, mate. If you said to me two weeks ago Liverpool were going to bring in a 30-year-old for 16 million quid and he was going to be our defensive midfield player, I probably would have been with you and thought, mm, cheapness, scabbiness. But honestly... The more I look into Endo, his story, his journey, his determination, I really feel like it's going to work. I could be deluded. I could be. But I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready to ready to go all in on him. And he wears a gum shield. That That is serious. He's ready for war. Uh, Marcus, I'm good, thank you. said, how are you, my good man? I'm very good, thank you, sir. Does anybody else... Like, let's do a quick poll on this one, then. And do you think Endo will, will will end up being a good signing, yes or no? Let's let's do a quick poll on that. Right, there you go. Work away, my friends. Anyone else think we need another forward player? Um I don't personally. I can, Look, it's weird because, yes, in one sense I'll say I don't. In another sense I can make a valid argument about Salah not having enough competition. But I truly think Doak will end up being that player. And I think once we get into the Europa League stages and we start seeing youngsters getting chances, we'll have a better, a better reading of what the future really holds. Let's say Doak steps up in the Europa League and does well. And let's say Conor Bradley gets minutes and does well. Then let's say Darwin starts scoring some goals in the Europa League. All of a sudden then the squad starts to look a little bit different because players' confidence are growing. Liverpool are picking up results. So I think in a weird way, not that you'd ever not want Champions League football. You'd always prefer Champions League football. But in a weird way, I feel like this is the right season for these things to be the way they are. I hope that makes sense because it did in my head. Ivan Tony might come to Liverpool. I cannot see Liverpool paying that money for Ivan Tony, who is a very fine footballer. No argument for me on that. I just don't see Liverpool playing paying Brentford what it would take. When Klopp leaves, I want Deserby. I I would be with you on that. I just have a weird feeling, and it is based off nothing but guesswork that the Zerbi will end up at Manchester City 
Sherlock said one of Liverpool's under 16s walked off, or Liverpool's under 16s walked off the pitch after one of the players was targeted about racist abuse when they were playing Juve. This really bugs me, Sherlock. That FIFA and UEFA talk a great game about removing hatred from from the sport, but don't come down on clubs enough when this stuff happens. And this isn't the first time Liverpool's underage teams have been subjected to this. And I know other clubs' teams have been subjected to it as well. So they need to act. And on that, I owe Gianni Infantino an apology. Yesterday, I did a bit of a rant about Gianni Infantino not showing up for the Women's World Cup final. I got my um, I got my governing body incorrect. It was actually Alexander Kefferin, the UEFA president that didn't bother his backside gone over for the women's world cup final that was contested by two uefa countries spain and england so i apologize for my rant there about gianni infantino it was indeed alexander kefferin that i should have been ranting at because he couldn't be bothered going over for the women's world cup final and that again is a terrible look jeff how are we dude said i'm really happy with signing endo look at the bravery willing to play uh, after uprooting from Germany, start to finish 36 hours. Love you, Craig. Endo will prove the doubters wrong. And we'll be right there behind him, Jeff, cheering him on. And exactly. The dude had a whirlwind 48 hours. Barely any sleep. Didn't even have somewhere to live yet other than a hotel. Comes in and plays and plays pretty damn well, if you ask me. So I'm with you. I'm fully on the Endo hype train. Um, I think we're going to love him. Honestly, I think we're going to look back at this signing in a few months' time and think, wow, what a clever piece of business. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to be the greatest player that ever lived, but he will solve the problem. And if it solves it for a few years, that's good enough for me. Uh, 1-0 Arsenal, is it? Odegaard? Uh, Yeah, fair play. Lots of penalties at the start of the Premier League and a few red cards as well. Interesting. Uh, what is this one? Man City signed Doku. Mm, they haven't signed him yet, but yeah, it will happen. It looks like a 60 million euro deal is agreed for Jeremy Doku to go there, which I think is about 55 million pound. Um, it's a good signing. Liverpool looked at Doku for a couple of years. Um, I just I don't think we needed to go out and spend the money on Doku. I think we're okay with our forwards that we have. As I said, five forwards and then a couple of youngsters as well. So maybe our need wasn't as great, but it is a good piece of business by City and I think he'll work out well. If he can stay fit enough. Caicedo really doesn't know what he's gotten into. Um, Look, let's... I had as much fun as anyone taking the piss out of the Caicedo situation the other day. But let's not kid ourselves. We'd all have had him in a heartbeat, wouldn't we? He is a good player. But look, karma uh, bit him in the backside a little bit. And I'm here for it. I'm here for the banter. Right, let's have a look-see at the poll. Oh yeah, I love this. There we go. Do you think Endo will be a good signing? 93% of you guys have said yes. I think that tells me everything I need to know. I can end that poll because it's a landslide. So yes, 93% of you guys think that Endo will be a success. And I love it. Well played. Do you reckon we can win the league? I'm not expecting it, Tom. I'm not going to lie to you, bud. I'm not expecting it. Sorry, just trying to get comfortable. I'm not expecting it, no. 
I'm not. Um, but I tell you what, it's there to be won. So if anybody can put themselves a run at the start of this campaign and build up a lead, I don't see Manchester City being anywhere near as strong as they have been in recent years. So it's a great chance for Arsenal. Maybe an outside chance for us if we can put something together. Although we do have a tricky start. Newcastle up next. Aston Villa obviously hadn't already played away to Chelsea. You know, some difficult games for us to kick off the campaign. But if we can get points on the board while De Bruyne is out, honestly, I think I think somebody could sneak themselves a Premier League title this year. Um, do I think it's going to be us? Ask me again in a couple of weeks, mate, when we've played these few games, particularly the Newcastle game. If we can leave St. James's Park with a win, do you know what? I'm, I might be I might be a believer then. It's a big game already. Obviously, Newcastle um, won their first game, then got beaten by Manchester City. So there's already been points dropped. We've dropped points, obviously, with the draw against Chelsea. United dropped points, getting beaten by Spurs. So, you know, somebody can put that run together. Buy yourself a sofa. If you see my living room, mate, now, there is, like, there's already too much stuff in it. <laughs> it's already a little bit mad. Um, I am going to get a new chair, though. I don't like this computer chair. Um, my wife bought it for me, and it's starting to just annoy me, so I'm going to probably change it when I can find a suitable one. Craig, who do you support in the Irish League? I wouldn't say support Skyro because I feel like I'd be doing a disservice. But if you're asking me which club would be the one, it would be Shelburne. There's a a good group of Shelburne supporters in my family. And growing up, they took me to a few Shelburne games. My dad would probably be more St. Pat's. He had a friend who played for St. Pat's, Paula Sam. And he uh, used to go out there when he used to bring me to watch a few games for Pat's as well. Closest club to where I grew up was Bray Wanderers, which was just a couple of miles up the road from me where I grew up. What's happening with Trent? I've not heard any update on the injury, so I'm taking that as a good thing. Klopp said he felt it was just a uh, an impact injury, so I think he'd be all right. Yeah, so far, no, no bad news, which is good news. Crap fixture list as usual. Yeah, am I am I the only one who feels that we we've a a pretty shitty difficult start to the league campaign? Look, I haven't looked around at everybody else's fixtures, but to open the day away, it's open the league away at Stamford Bridge. That was a difficult one, and then obviously the home game against Brighton. You could say handy enough. Now next game away at St James's Park, and then a home to Villa. I think, or no, is a home to Wolves and then away to Villa. Um, look at it two ways. If we beat Newcastle at St. James's Park and we can somehow beat Aston Villa, they are three very difficult away games out of the way in the first part of the season. And I'd rather have the difficult ties with the home games in the second half. So Chelsea at home, Newcastle home in the second half of the campaign. So it is tough though. It's a tough start. So... A little bit of news. Trent and Luis Diaz injuries are both very minor and both will be available for the game against Newcastle. So there you go. That being just coming through. Um, thank you as well to Mark on that. So Trent and Diaz both available for the game against Newcastle. It's almost like we were we were asking the questions at the right time and then Mark appears with a little bit of news. Thank you, Mark. You're an absolute... Lads, can we get some love hearts or round of applause or WFMs or anything in the chat from Mark? Because he's our chief moderator. He's got a full-time job. 
He's a working man and he comes in in his spare time and helps us out massively with moderating, with looking after the Discord, with sending me some new stuff as well. I, I, I truly cannot speak to how grateful I am to Mark for all of his help. He's an absolute legend. Villa is a home, sorry. I didn't remember which one was a home, which one was away between the Villa and Wolves games. Um, but yeah, look, difficult games to start a campaign with. Clap, clap, clap. That made me smile, Ash. Clap, clap, clap. And Mark deserves it. And all of our moderators are amazing, and I don't mean to try and leave anybody out. Like They're all amazing, but Mark is a... Mark's a sounding board for me. It's great. I have Mark on WhatsApp and I do often run things past him to get his opinion and stuff. So yeah, without Mark and the moderators, this channel wouldn't be able to function and keep the community as friendly as we like to keep it. So again, much love for all of our moderators for thanking or thanking them for all of their help. Right, more stuff here to go through from the notes. Right. So James Pearce speaking about the club's current stance on additions before the window closes. This is what he's had to say. As things stand, Liverpool don't intend to recruit another specialist number six this summer. Uh, another sign of how highly Klopp regards Endo. He's been bought to start matches with Stefan Bajcetic returning to match their squad on Saturday after five months out injured. The teenager is viewed as a suitable alternative in that role. What Liverpool are still in the market for, however, is another multifunctional midfielder. They're having a long-standing interest in Ryan Gravenberch, but Bayern Munich's stance all summer has been that he isn't for sale. If Bayern's position changes, then they are prepared to consider offers, then Liverpool would be part of that conversation. Just a little uh, excerpt from what James Pearce wrote in his Athletic article. So, it's a weird one because, again, this interest in Grafenberg has been there for a while. Um, but United have also been mentioned again. And I do wonder if maybe reuniting with Eric Ten Hag would be something that he'd like to do. Or do you think maybe Grafenberg would prefer to to go and work with Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. I, I don't know how good his relationship was with Ten Hag. Truly haven't got a clue. But I know that Ten Hag did a great job at Ajax. And Gravenberch was part of that Ajax team that probably should have made it to um, to do better things. Or certainly under Eric Ten Hag, Ajax probably should have been in the Champions League final. I don't know how they didn't win that Spurs game. Wait, so we're not focused on getting the end, but another Sobitzlai type. No, not a Sobitzlai type, Ben. So Sobitzlai is what I would class as an 8 slash 10. Same with McAllister. But what we're looking for is a 6 slash 8. So somebody who can operate a bit deeper. Somebody who can play in the centre. Um, somebody like a Gravenberch. Who maybe be able to pick a pass and open the defence. Somebody like a Kefren Thuram. Dare I say it. And I haven't mentioned his name in a while. But somebody like a Barella would be absolutely delicious. But again, age profile for Barella probably goes against them. Craig, what are we going to do when the AFCON starts? When Endo will be going in January to play? Or even Endo will be going. Yeah, he's going to the Asia Cup, isn't it? That takes place then. These competitions are getting in the way of the Premier League again. Players will suffer. Well, thankfully, Charles, we will have Bajcetic and Thiago, hopefully, available to cover those positions. We know Dom can drop back as well and play in the six out of push. So, I think we'll be all right. 
It's not ideal, I agree with you, and I don't like the fact that the AFCON in particular has been switched from winter to summer, back to winter. It is a bit annoying, and they also seem to be coming very quickly in succession. So I'm with you on that one. And if you add in the increased games in the Champions League for next season, you start to see a real problem with player welfare. Uh, we're going to become the new Dutch international team. Well, if Gravenberch and Perishers were signed, maybe. Um, right, let's go for the poll on centre-back because we haven't done that yet. So let me put this up for you and ask who you want. Sabrina, could you come here for a sec? Come over here just beside me for a sec. You don't have to come into the shot. Just turn around. Look. My view from here now. Ooh. It's nice, isn't it? No. I've been sitting here smirking as I've looked out like at the jerseys. Are you on? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, who else am I looking for here? Um... I'm trying to think of who the other one was. I'm going to put other for the fourth option. Because maybe you guys can suggest another centre-back if uh, if you weren't happy with either of the choice or any of the choices up here. Uh, pay a choy. Thank you for your first super chat, my friend. Now, you didn't put a comment in, but thank you so much for your support. Appreciate you. Uh, don't forget, we are going to start a new segment for members only from Monday. So I promised you once our membership family grew, we were going to start putting members specific content up. So on Monday, I'm going to give you guys a bit of a more in-depth tactical breakdown on Liverpool Newcastle. So that will be for members only and that will be on Monday. So members, you will see it in the membership tab of the Anfield Agenda channel. It'll be available to you guys there, obviously, in the members playlist as well. Um... And I have another segment that is going to be for everybody that we're going to be putting out as part of our post-match content moving forward. I can't tell you what it is yet because I don't want anyone to rob it before we do it. But it will be a first in the industry. I don't know of anybody else that does this particular type of post-match content. So wait till Sunday and you'll see. All will make sense. So yeah, if you want to become a member, by the way, you know what to do. Hit that join button. There's Anfield Agenda FC, which is $2.99 a month, and Anfield Agenda Ultras, which is $5.99 a month. Both of them get you uh, member-only content. Both of them get you the Anfield Agenda logo beside your name. Your name appears in green to me and other members. You get the Anfield Agenda emojis and stuff as well. If you're an Anfield Agenda Ultra member, you get access to our Discord group. You will also get, as I said, the uh, viewers' polls and stuff behind the scenes for members only to help shape the future of the content on the channel, custom wallpapers, and, as I said earlier on, some new exclusive members-only content coming up for uh, for the new season. Right. While we're talking about that, might as well give another shout-out to Oosh. Don't forget, scan the QR code on screen, 
Still a chance to enter this week's amazing Oosh giveaway, which is limited to just 99 tickets. It's the Friday High Roller, 20 euro entry, but you can get 10% off, so it'll be only 18 to you using our discount code AA10. The prize at stake is two tickets to Liverpool, West Ham and Anfield, 23rd of September. One night's accommodation in the Liverpool City Centre Hotel, uh, the IHG. Two tickets will be seated in the cop together. 300 euro Ryanair voucher, or you can take the cash alternative if you don't need it. And 10% of the profits from the draw go to Caventown AFC as well. So thank you to our sponsors. Oosh! Mark gifted an Anfield Agenda membership. Thank you, Mark. Much love. Whoa, 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 whoa. Craig, I actually think we should buy Maguire. You what now? What now, bud? You think we should buy Harold Maguire? Like, not, there's no other Maguire I'm getting confused about here. To play football. For us. Why? I, I truly don't get that. He's a donkey. Like... Yeah, no, thank you. I will uh, I will pass. Pass, pass, pass. Uh, Tommy Asu, red card for Arsenal. Ooh. And was it a deserved red? Yeah, was it a deserved red for Tommy Asu? Football's gone soft. Oh, it's one of them, is it? Um... Yeah, that's a shame. I, I'm really getting a pain in my arse with these soft red cards in the league. Our one was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's... I'm just trying to read through your comments. Oh, it was two yellows, was it? Second yellow. Second yellows are a little bit different, to be fair. Um, I'll have to see the challenge, obviously, before I can give you my take on it. Uh, Kim Earl, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, Kim. Thank you for your support. It was a beige yellow. So on Endo, James Pierce has been speaking and he said, Klopp had to convince the owners that Endo, who has been used to fighting relegation with Stuttgart, was worth deviating from the club's usual transfer policy of targeting younger players. So again, this is very, very much a Jurgen Klopp signing, which is why I'm very convinced because I think this is just going to be a very clever, astute signing for us that Jurgen has uh, spearheaded there. So somebody said, Fabrizio said that the core deal isn't straightforward. I would imagine not because to be fair to Palace, they're going to have to replace him if they lose him and the clock's ticking and he was their player of the season last year. So absolutely would understand that Palace would make it difficult and would probably want a fairly substantial lump sum uh, of about 60 million quid, which is why my brain thinks Gravenberch is the far more likely option. But if Gravenberch isn't available and if Bayern really do stand their ground there and say that he's not going to be sold, then we could be in a bit of a pickle. Seikoff Games, welcome to Anfield Agenda Ultras. Now, I'm going to stay on till half 10 tonight, regardless of what happens. If you want to stick with me, we're going to stay on to half 10 till the papers come out. Um, so yeah, stick with me if you guys want to. We're going to hang on and make sure we get you the newspaper stories for tomorrow. 
Uh, what do you think about Newcastle in general after the Saudi purchase? Is it a good or bad thing for the league? Since I'm new, I wanted to hear your opinion. So, Rob, what do I think of it? I don't like it. Not because I don't like Newcastle or I don't like Saudi or have anything against the country. I don't like any ownership group being uh, state-backed. It's, it's just not something I like in football. Now, to be fair to Newcastle, so far, I've seen no indication that they're taking the piss with the money they're spending. They seem to be trying to balance the stuff out. Um, so if you look at it just from that regard, no problem so far with what Newcastle have done. They've deservedly qualified for the Champions League with you know, the second most injuries, I think, in the Premier League last season, if not the most uh, small squad that Eddie Howe's done very well with. So credit to them for that. But I just don't like any state ownership of any club, mate. So it's nothing against the Geordies. They're great. I love the Newcastle fans, but I don't like it. Do I rate Amrabat? He's a, he's, yes, he's a good player. He is. Not what we need now. Not what we need. But he is a decent player. I think Amrabat would be a good fit for somebody kind of... Lower Champions League level, upper Europa League level. Um, so at United, he'd probably fit because they need him. I don't think we need him now. Um, if we hadn't got Endo, absolutely worthwhile conversation. Oh, is it, is it a penalty, Palace penalty? Oh, hello. So, again, Liverpool rate checked the core highly, but Crystal Palace want to keep him. It's not easy, said Fabrizio. Again, look, I think Liverpool are going to have to find out very, 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 very quickly if it is doable or not, because we don't want to put a week into this if Palace just really don't want to sell. And that's the, that's the problem when you run this late in a window. You, you run the risk of a club making you pay a premium because they've got to replace them and um yeah so let's wait and see so what's happening is it a penalty or no penalty no pen people are saying overturned fair look at least var can do the right thing occasionally and from reading you guys it was a dive from what i'm looking at in the chat here does the core belong to us oh jesus THJD, wow. £50 super chat, dude. Thank you. Is it weird that I immediately looked down when I seen that colour and thought, oh, that's Brian? Because <laughs> I'm so used to Brian being amazingly generous. That is unbelievable, dude. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work, mate. I'll try my best, buddy. But, um, wow, thank you. Much love to you for that, buddy. That's incredibly generous. THJD, man, absolutely legend thank you right we did ask you guys who you wanted centre back and it's a landslide so far Hincapié with 60% tops the list uh, Other at 14 Pershur at 21% and Thiete at 5% I'll leave that open for a little bit longer so you guys can keep voting on it so hang on it isn't a penalty he dived. Other people are saying 100% penalty. Fair to say no penalty was awarded, but you guys feel like they were robbed. Is that, am I reading the situation correctly? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Story of our owners: We rate a player, but he's too expensive. So, on this one, right? You do have to ask a couple of questions. Why are we allowing it to go so late in the window? That, that's one of the questions I'd have around not just the core, but anybody we're looking to sign now, between now and the end of the window. The question, and it's a fair one, is why are we doing it this late? For, for years we've heard and been told what Klopp wants, which is players in early and the business done as early as possible. Now, Henderson and Fabinho moved on quite a while ago now. So why is it taking this long? Because when you go so late... Yes, occasionally clubs can change their mind and a player can become available, but it's a, it's a high-risk strategy from Liverpool to leave it this late. And if you're Palace and you're Steve Parrish, their chairman, of course you're going to go, we don't want to sell him. He was our player of the year. And if anybody wants him, the number is going to be something very, very high. Let's say 70 million. And then Liverpool have a decision to make. Which is why I think they're waiting to hear if Bayern are willing to sell Gravenberch. Because that would be a cheaper solution, basically. And one that I wouldn't be as convinced by. Grafenberg, you're buying potential. The Corey, you're buying a here and now Premier League tested player. What about Polinia? Nope. Again, just going back to what I said, mate. There's no way the owners are going to sanction Polinia now after signing a 30-year-old defensive midfielder. Klopp had to convince the owners to to go with Endo. And they have, in fairness to them. They've backed Klopp and said, okay, if you want them, let's get them. But there's no way they're going to spend that much money again for a 28-year-old. And when I say that much money, I mean probably the 60, 65 million Fulham would ask. Wanted signing some pre-season and we're on to our third game in the league. I know, it's not good enough. Like, it isn't. You're right. And I'm not sitting here trying to defend them. The The transfer business has been a shambles. We started the window incredibly well with two top-notch signings. Endo, I'm all on with. That's fine as well. But yeah, to be in the last 11, 12 days of the window trying to get two deals done at least, it's putting some pressure on. And I think it's fair that a lot of Liverpool fans are a little bit uneasy about it. A little bit unsure if we're going to get it done. Uh, Jeff has gifted five Anfield Agenda memberships as well. Thank you so much, Jeff. They have gone to uh, the Mavelli 88, to Daniel van der Tune, to Popologin 1756, 
to Choco and to Ashar Fazal. Thank you, Jeff. You're very kind. They'll never... Do you know what, actually? I want to just moan about something for a minute. So I was watching Sky Sports earlier on, and I was watching the uh, Ref Watch, and they were speaking about Bruno Fernandes demanding an apology from the officials because they weren't given a penalty. Now, they all said it shouldn't have been a penalty on Ref Watch, but they were using an example last week of another penalty that was given uh, against one of the Brighton players, I think, or wasn't given. An incident with one of the Brighton players. I think it was Dunk. But you know what they didn't do? They didn't mention Liverpool's potential handball against Chelsea. That wasn't brought up. The one that was, in my opinion, a blatant handball and should have been a penalty. So, again, I just wonder where's the energy from Sky to use this as an example rather than just saying, well, no, it wasn't a penalty, by the way, the Fernandez one. It clearly wasn't because the distance between the ball leaving Fernandez foot and a hit in the arm of the player was too short. Whereas the Liverpool one, it was a header from a corner and the ball travelled about six yards before it got to the player who had his arm like that and it hit him. For me, nailed on penalty. When do you think FSG will eventually sell up? You think 12 to 18 months, Mark? Um, God, it's just a fair question, Mark. Um... I don't think for at least five years. That's on a, like the answer from them have been, well, look at the assets that we have. What have we sold lately? They aren't really a selling group. Um, they're looking to, as they've said themselves, go into expansion mode and add more clubs to their portfolio. So I don't think we're going to see them leave in the next three, four, five years. Now, I think we'll get a big clue mark when they take on a minority shareholder because we'll get a, an idea of is this minority shareholder somebody that could eventually increase the stake in the club and maybe take over or is it just going to be a, a tactical uh, joining of forces for you know an area that FSG are a little bit lacking in or you know maybe some marketing help or something but yeah, I can't see it. I can't see it any time. Unless they get wind that the football bubble's about to burst. Because there was a piece doing the round at the end of last season that spoke about projected growths in the Premier League. And they reckon there's still at least 6.5-7% growth to be had across this season. And that's on top of new commercial partnerships and stuff. And also, they're kind of playing with house money. So they've pretty much gotten back the money they spent buying the football club when they sold to Redbird Capital uh, when they showed 11% of all of their holdings. They were given like $560 million or something. So they've pretty much nearly been repaid for Liverpool. So that's what makes me think to be in no rush to sell it. Sky always have been against Liverpool. Well, go back in time and you will see that Rupert Murdoch tried to buy Manchester United at one point. That's the interest that was there. Like, it is a very United-friendly platform, in my opinion. It just is. United fans might disagree with it, but I really do always think Sky have been very pro-Manchester United. Right, so, centre-back poll, we're going to end, and it is basically a landslide. Most of you guys want Hincapié as the centre-back option, and I'm with you. I agree 100%. Um, I even think the price is reasonable at €45 million. Euro. 
Lee Black said, we won't sign anybody else. I think, I'm hopefully I'm wrong. Well, let me say this to you, Lee. If we don't, I will be front and centre calling out the owners. And I won't be accepting any next summer's January bullshit. It has to be done this summer. It has to be. Because what happens here, Lee, if we don't sign anybody else is, we have another season where we'll middle, where we'll get a Champions League spot, but we won't really challenge for the league. And that's not good enough, because that's another year of Jurgen Klopp's time at Liverpool gone, meaning we'll only have two years left of Jurgen, and it just isn't good enough. So this is a big summer, and they've got to put up or shut up. And the excuses, I don't think... I don't think even the most loyal FSG supporter would be able to argue on their behalf at losing eight players and bringing in three. doesn't add up. So, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Keita, Milner, Firmino, Arthur Mello, Corvallo, Henderson, Fabinho. Eight players. And I have I missed one? I may have missed another one that have left to be replaced by three so the, the numbers just don't add up Murdoch doesn't own Sky anymore I didn't say he did I said back in the day Murdoch tried to buy United didn't say he still owns Sky I just said there's always been a very pro Manchester United stance on Sky Craig Thomas Partey didn't get booked for asking the ref for yellow where's the consistency that's a fair question to ask where the consistency of officiating is because we all seen it in the first game against Chelsea. McAllister was booked. I remember the incident because I was screaming saying he's booked McAllister for a dive because I didn't see McAllister ask for the yellow at the time. And you guys corrected me and said, no, no, he was asking for yellow and that's where the ref booked him. Um, so, yeah, if Partey did it, he should have been given a yellow. Simple as that. No argument. Do you think Liverpool will win the Europa League? I do, Carol, yeah. Um, we should be winning it. Like, to win any competition, you need a bit of luck. But we should be thinking to ourselves, we're winning this. And it's in Dublin, the final as well. I'm not sure if everyone knows that, but the Europa League final of this year is in my home well, where I grew up, city of Dublin. And I don't know if it's karma that the one year that we miss out on the Champions League for the last six, seven years happens to be the year that the final's in Dublin. It just feels like it's almost a, a home final for Liverpool. So, yes, I think we will win it. Actually, do you know what, Carol? I'll go one further. If we don't win it, it's a failure because we should be winning it. I don't mind Endo coming in, said Alex Alvarado. I do. What I do mind is him being our main CDM. I'm sick and tired of acting like a mid-table team. It's just not good enough. So you can't blame the owners on the Endo signing, though. This is a Klopp signing. Let's be fair about it. And I do understand your point, Alex. And it's a valid point that I think a lot of people in the chat will, will have uh, sympathy with you for. But 
let me just try and pose it a different way. As I always say to you, I ask myself one question at the end of every transfer window. Have Liverpool strengthened the squad in general than what we had before the window? Are we in a better position? And I'm going to say we are. Now, if Endo does his job as well as, let's say, let's say he's in the top three to five defensive midfielders in the Premier League over the next three years. Job done, right? We've got somebody in to fulfill that role. Now, it's not a young player. It's not a player that we're going to see um, go up in value in the next three to five years. But it's also somebody we're not going to have to worry about getting poached from us or pinching and somebody who has a point to prove. So if Klopp looked around and felt like he didn't see anybody with the attributes that he wanted in the age bracket that we were looking in, I feel more comfortable that he actually said, okay, let's put the brakes on. Let's look at this kid, 30 years of age, probably wouldn't have been available if he was younger because, you know, his price probably would have been higher. They wouldn't want to sell. His situation with his last year in his Stuttgart contract made him a viable option. And I'm with Klopp on this. Just give him a chance and let's see how he gets on. So it isn't the owners this time. And normally I'd be with you going, owners are just cheapskates. But that was a Klopp decision. So we've got to we've got to give him a chance. But it's far away from a rebuild. It is if it ends now. A hundred percent, uh Gaku san. Hundred percent. But we aren't finished yet. So if this window ends up with Endo, Sobitzlai McAllister, for argument's sake, Gravenberch and Incapier. And then we go and add Andre in January, that's a rebuild. And that's a rebuild that will see our midfield options being McAllister, Sobitzlai, Elliot, Jones, um, Bajcecic, Endo, Gravenberch if he came in, Thiago still here for this season. So for me, no problem. But right now, as we sit here talking to each other, you're right, it's not a rebuild. It's part of a rebuild. And the fact that we're leaving it this late to try and finish it off makes you nervous. And I get that. FSG not spending on transfers to accommodate the delays to the Anfield Road stand. Works has stopped. No. No, I wouldn't worry about... I get where you're coming from. And the club will lose money with each game that goes by that we're not putting fans in those seats. No argument on that. But thankfully, the building part of the Anfield Road stand is done. It's the fit out now. So the club can find any contractor really to come in and do that. So I wouldn't um I wouldn't say that plays into the transfer stuff at all. I still the plans are still for this to be fully opened by October. Do people realise the parishers wouldn't be homegrown because he's twenty three? So we still have a spot. If we sign Gravenberch and Parishers as an example Gravenberch would, wouldn't need to take up the last non-homegrown spot. Perishers would. Thus meaning we still have a perfect number. So there is one non-homegrown spot. And if that's filled with a midfielder, then we need a defender who's 21 or younger. If it's filled with uh, a defender, then we need a midfielder who's 21 or younger. So still space. Salah going to Alithi had No, he's not. You don't need to worry about that. 
Um, they want him. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? And they want him for the fact that he's a star, the fact that he's obviously of a, of a Muslim faith, the fact that he's probably one of the greatest uh, African sports stars in the world, the fact that he's an icon. But he doesn't want to leave yet because he's got more to his, to achieve in his career before he goes to Saudi for retirement, which is, let's be honest, what most of the lads gone over there are doing. You've got a few mercenaries like Ruben Eves who at least had the decency to admit he was doing it for the money. But ultimately, no, you don't need to worry about Salah. Next summer, I think we sell. I think we sell next summer because of the contractual situation. So let's wait and see. But no, not this summer. Don't worry about it. It isn't going to happen. There isn't a number that Liverpool will take. And most importantly, signs are that Mohamed Salah and his representative have no interest in moving. And that's always a good sign. So he's just passed Steven Gerrard as Liverpool's fifth all-time league goalscorer or goalscorer. I can't remember which one it was. And he's still got unfinished business here to do. So let's, yeah, let's just keep uh, supporting Mo. Right, my friends, don't forget, do hit that subscribe button. We are staying on to half ten tonight because we're going to wait for the newspaper stories to see if there is anything to uh, get our teeth stuck into. So we've still got plenty of time on tonight's stream. The THJD said, if we sign Gravenberch, will he take up a homegrown when he's old enough? Yes, he will take up a non-homegrown. But, important to point out, buddy, at the end of this season, we free up two more non-homegrown spots because... We get rid of Matip and Thiago. And maybe, um, what's his face? Maybe Adrian. But definitely there is two being freed up at the end of this season when Thiago and Joel Matip's contracts are up. Salah will be 32 next year. Let's get some decent cash from him. I'm fully understanding of selling him next summer because we can't allow him to go for free. Not after the pittance we got for Sadio and allowing Bobby to leave on a free. We cannot let Moha go on a free. So I would imagine as this season goes on, we'll start to hear some conversations about him wanting an extension from the club, which perfectly natural. If he's happy, him and his representative will say he wants an extension. Liverpool, he wants to stay here. But I don't think for one second that FSG are going to sanction it. And then I think we get to a point of let's just find a solution that works for everybody. And I think that solution is selling Mo and letting Mo go wherever Mo wants to go. Now, me, if he's a good season and the club are willing to renew his deal, I'm not going to argue with it. I, I love Mo. But that's what I think will happen. Calvin Phillips linked because of homegrown slots. Not really just because of that, Jamie. There's a couple of things have went into this thought process around people linking us to Phillips. One, they're trying to say that Phillips will need to convince Southgate to give him a spot in the Euro squad. And to do that, he needs to play. Two, as you've said, he is a Premier League player and he is homegrown. But the £50 million price tag for somebody who's barely kicked the ball since he's joined Manchester City, it just does not inspire me with confidence myself. And... I just don't want them. In all honesty, I just don't want them. And I can't be arsed with another hair bun. I can't be doing it. I'm, I'm already up to I'm up to here with man buns. I can't accept another one at the club.
I don't mind our number eight compared to the last one. Oh, God, yeah. What a difference he is, uh, Wayne. A number eight is done in two games is more like the Kate is done in one season. Dominic Sol I told you guys that so like a lot of people knew Sobit Sly, but there were some people that didn't know who he was. And I remember, and I'll never forget it, because I'm not gonna let them forget this themselves, opposition fans saying, Look at just going around spunking um sixty million pound on a Leipzig squad player, as if they had any fucking clue about Sobit Sly. But I told you he was on Manchester City's radar to be the replacement for Kevin De Bruyne. And we got him. And that's why City are now looking elsewhere. So people are going to eat their words. And Dominic Sobitzlai is a baller. Through and through. And he can do it physically. He can do it with class and technical skills. He's just brilliant. And we're going to enjoy watching this gentleman play for Liverpool Football Club. And I think he loves it. He relishes in it. And... Sometimes you look at a player and you just think they've got the if factor. You know, they walk with a swagger. They back it up. Good-looking kid. Definitely brilliant technical ability. Great set pieces. Just a good signing. Just a damn good signing. When are you going to retire from YouTube? Can I make some money first? <laughs> so this has been the five years slog to get here. Finally, the you know we're starting to go in the right direction, and people are asking me when I'm going to give up. Um, I have thought about a time scale, and I think fifty is probably the right number. If I'm, if I can get out of this when I'm by fifty years of age, I feel like that will be grand. So another eight and a half years or eight years to go. But yeah, that's that's my thought in my head is fifty. Because I never thought I'd, I'd, uh, I'd live to 50. Because my dad didn't live past 45. My grandfather died at 37. So I'm just trying to get past the age my dad was before he passed away. Um, so yeah, I, I try not to think that far ahead, in all honesty. I think Klopp should shave all the players' heads. I I'm with you, Luke. And I, I look, I'll volunteer my services to help out as a as a head shaving consultant. How old am I now? I turn forty two next month, Ryan. So yeah, next month I will turn forty two. Um, so countdown starts from there, I guess. It's still Arsenal one nil up deep into added time. It's a good result for Arsenal if they can hang on and get that win because it's like Sellers Park's not an easy place to go. Hard paper round have I had? Dude, you won't find a 41-year-old this fresh looking. Look at this shit. Do you know what I mean? Find me a 41-year-old with these beautiful features, these gorgeous eyes and this luxurious skin. You look 30. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I am. I'm a, I'm an old fogey, but... Do you know what? I've said this a few times to my family, and I don't think I've ever said it to you guys. I'm glad that this stuff only started happening to me at 38, 39, 40. Because if I did this content and did this channel at 30, I wouldn't be here now. I'd have shit to bed. I'd have... I'd be cancelled basically because i wasn't ready for it at 30 years of age some people are some people are ready in their 20s i needed a bit of 
experience in life to understand and appreciate what I have. So sometimes it just happens at the right time. And I feel like this is the right time for me. And let's see what happens. So it does finish 1-0. Full-time, Arsenal won 1-0. So good win for Arsenal, fair play. And um, yeah, league's starting to take a bit of shape. Does anybody else get massively pissed off that we've got a September international break coming up? The league's only getting underway and we have a break. And then we have another one in October. It just feels like it's hard to get into a rhythm. Craig, that Joe Gomez comment for the Manscaped ad. I'm not lying when I say this. I don't remember what I said in that Manscaped ad. I truly don't remember. Uh, you've done well, mate. Congrats. Uh, look, I'm immensely proud, Jamie, of, of what we're doing here. Um, but more than nothing else, like, I love this. Like, this is so much fun. I... I I dare say, like, I wouldn't do it for free, you know, because you have to earn a living, but it's not about money. I can't be arsed. I'm all about the numbers. I'm all about the interactions. I'm all about the fun that we have. Yeah, the rest of it. I'll tell you one thing I will say to you is I will be way more equitable with what I do if this channel starts doing good financially than I've seen others do. So, yeah, watch this space because if Anfield Agenda starts doing well, Everybody will start doing well in Anfield Agenda from the lowest person right up. Solbit's lie better than Danish Andreas Weiman, Hoyland. Um, look, let's give Hoyland a chance because he has scope to be a good player. He does. He's got a lot of potential there. And if Liverpool signed him, I'd be sitting here saying, let's be patient with him and give him a chance, just like I am with Darwin. Do I think United overpaid for him? Absolutely. But I still think they've got a good, good, good young player. Um, and I, I won't judge anybody that quickly. Like, he needs time to prove himself. The Reds this year are going to be so shit this season, I'm scared, said Colin. Five red cards already. Something has to be done and wish the best for Maka. When you said the Reds, I thought you meant the club. I was like, oh, why are you so negative, Colin? But, um, yeah, there's been loads of red cards, mate, in the Premier League so far. Now, what tends to happen is when the refs bring in a new threshold for shit, at the start of the season, they go all out just lashing out cards and then it tends to quiet down a little bit. So I would imagine that'll probably be the case. Jamie Hall, gifted an Anfield Agenda membership. Thank you, Jamie. That has gone to uh, Oren Connor. Uh, Sam Yak said, we need the core eight. I would love him, my friend. Um... I want him way more than Gravenberch. I'm so doubtful of Gravenberch that I almost feel guilty for it. But I'll say what I've always said. I just want you clap once. Right, do hit the subscribe button if you are new. We're going to carry on for another half an hour, so stick with us. We'll wait to see what comes out in the night's newspaper headlines. What is your video for tonight? I'm going to be talking about the Mohamed Salah situation. I'm going to be digging deeper into the midfield recruitment search, Samiak, and a couple of other little bits and pieces. But that'll be, it'll be a late one getting uploaded tonight. Probably be about 10 to 11 when that's up. Over here in America, NBC are saying it was a penalty for Palace, said Adrian George. 
I haven't seen it, Adrian, so I truly have no idea, mate, um, if it was or wasn't. But I'm just sick of shit officiating. I'm just sick of it. The Premier League should have no excuses. It is the richest league in the world. Well, maybe outside of the Saudi League, but it's the richest big league in the world. And there should be no excuse for us having to put up at the level of tomfoolery that we do from these officials. It's it's embarrassing. Uh, Dan or Jack said, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous for the upcoming games. I'm with you. I'm really nervous ahead of the game against Newcastle at the weekend. You know, we were lucky last year to be, I think, the only team to do the double over Newcastle. So... It's not going to be easy going up to St. James's Park. It isn't. The place is going to be bouncing. It's prime time, half past four Sunday, kick off. And somebody is going to be in a tricky position. Because if we win, Newcastle have lost two on the bounce. And, you know, they've got some ground to make up. If they win, we've dropped five points already this season from three games. So, yeah, there's a lot on the line already. And that's before, as I said, we go ahead to the... Aston Villa game as well. So, tricky start. Wouldn't pay more than 50 for Decore. Uh Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a shit what we pay for them at this point. Because it's not mine and your money. Um, so, I want the signings. And if it means we have to pay 60 for Decore, don't care. You know, I don't mean it to be rude, mate. Sorry, I'm not trying to be rude to you. I just mean at this point, we just need the players and we have to pay what we have to pay. Obviously, I don't want us paying 100 million for the core, but if it's 60 instead of 50, no, I'm not fussed. Mr. Too Sweet, you're heading off. Thank you, buddy, for joining us tonight. I'm staying on because we're getting to the, uh, we're getting to the newspaper stuff. So Fabrizio now is reporting that Liverpool are open to multiple options for a midfield reinforcement. But look, surely it's positive news that Fabrizio, James Pearce, uh, Simon Jones, other journalists are at least saying Liverpool are still in the market for another midfield signing. That's positive. Be worse, because we've been through many windows where Klopp would say, we think we're done unless something happens. At least now we're still hearing that the club want to do business. How old were you when you became a father for the first time? Um, 22. 22. It was... Yeah, 22 when I became a father for the first time. And second time I was 30. And no more. Then I got the snip snip. So yeah, 22 and 30. Emma, gifted an Anfield Agenda membership. Thank you, Emma. Why not a CDM? Because Klopp feels like we've just signed one. I mean, you got to understand, that in fairness, we have. If we signed Caicedo, we wouldn't be sitting here going, why, why aren't we signing a CDM? We've signed one. It's just the fact that he's going to be a three-year, four-year player that people, I think, are a little bit upset. So I'm okay with it. And we've got by Cechic. And if the plan is to go back in for Andre in January, again, I would say no issue. Do I have a disability? Uh, I would say no. I mean, 
I was on disability allowance for a long time, yes, because of my generalized anxiety disorder coupled with my um, Asperger's, which is, is on the autism spectrum. But because of this channel and medication and um, almost weekly visits with a psychologist, I've gotten to the point where the channel has thankfully become a business, meaning the fears I have about going outside and um, being in crowded places and meeting new people, all that stuff doesn't need to come into play because I do this at home. So my own... How do I say this? I got lucky in that the platform that I joined to help meet people and, and talk to Liverpool fans ended up providing me a potential to change my life and my family's life inadvertently because it was never started to think about a business. So someday I'll be able to tell you about my life story and all of it unfiltered. And I think you'll understand why this is so important to me, the channel. Um, but I'm not ready to talk about it all yet because I'm still working through a lot of it. It involves many suicide attempts from my mother, alcoholism in the family, my mother being raped. I just so much stuff that I, I just don't want to get into it at the minute. Um, but you know what? I thought I was done for. I thought I was finished. I thought my life was going to be just inside these four walls with uh, no future uh, no example to set to my kids and somehow here we are and somebody smiling looking down on me and has given me this opportunity and I don't want to let it go and I don't want to shit the bed right So this coming from uh, Matteo Moreto said, Celta Vigo manager Rafael Benitez is interested in Liverpool keeper Quivin Kelleher as one of the possible candidates to reinforce the squad. Um, I don't see how Liverpool can let Kelleher go now because who the hell are we going to sign as a replacement? It's too late in the window. So, yeah, I, I don't know with, with Kelleher. Um I would hope Liverpool just say no at this point because, you know, we've seen some good quality second-choice keepers move to other clubs in this window. Arsenal obviously brought in Raya. Um, so, yeah, be a strange one. Right, so here's some updates around Liverpool's potential signings. So Fabrizio said, and it seems to be his only fucking phrase, by the way, Liverpool still trying to sign Ryan Gravenberg's not an easy deal. He says that about every single deal that I've seen so far. Kone, nothing new in the links, he said. Thuram, still a difficult deal. Of course they're difficult because no club's going to want to sell at this point, but we have to get it done. Uh, JC Gavinil said, don't shit to bed. Uh, mate, it's my biggest fear. Because, like, if, if this channel, if I do shit the bed, if I do have a cancelled moment, that's it for me. There is no plan B. There is no other. This is it. This is shit or get off the pot. So, 
Yeah, try not to shit the bed, dude. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, when we started this channel, Connor said to me, what do you think? Like, what's the goal? Do you know what the goal was when we started? Honestly. And I thought this was optimistic. It was 5,000 subscribers. That was the goal for the channel. So, I take it from this point onwards, everything is just a, a boost. Someone said I missed the super chat from Lauren. Oh my God, I did, Lauren. Jesus, sorry. Not just any old super chat. Sorry, Lauren, I'm getting to it now, but my God, if I hadn't missed that, I would have deserved a slap. Uh, Rachel Todd, thank you for gifting five Anfield Agenda memberships, but Lauren has said, I lost my dad as well a couple of years ago when I was 25. Thank you for being sound, uh, reason providing a safe space for us Liverpool fans. Much love from Canada. Thank you so much, Lauren. That's so, so, so kind of you. So, And I'm so sorry to hear of your dad. Um, I was 21 when my dad passed away, and my dad was my hero. Um, I've not felt safe since my dad died at all. He was like a he was a strong man, a big man, um, a hard man, but a good man. And unfortunately, um, family circumstances with my mum and dad breaking up, being too fond of the drink, um, I I had to live at home and watch my dad die. My mum and dad had separated and my wife will tell will say this like there were times where we took it in shifts to sleep me and sabrina because somebody need my dad would be screaming out in pain from the um hepatitis and stuff that he had from the alcoholism and it was horrible it was it was a really 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 horrible time um so he passed away my mum remarried um my mum then died. She took an overdose. And after many attempts, she tried it a lot over the years. And she passed away, unfortunately, a few years back. Um, it's been a lot, like, as I mentioned earlier on, there's been some, some rape. in the, the, My mum was, I can't really go into that because it's very tricky legally. Um, it's just been a fucking nightmare but i had sabrina and if i didn't have sabrina i wouldn't be here so when i tell you she's a rock star i mean she is a rock star uh she's she's the best thing that ever happened to me and the best friend i could ever wish for the best mother to her kids the best partner on this journey the most supportive person to do this uh it's been shit but that's life you know what can you do? You can't just give up and roll over. You got to keep trying. Do you know what was really tough as well? Like, my mum had a load of miscarriages, um, and she was told she couldn't have kids, and she had to have her womb stitched to carry me to full term. So when I was born, they like kind of both felt like it was a bit of a lucky miracle. You know, they didn't think they were going to be able to have kids. And then I was born and I'm an only child. They weren't able to have any more after. And um, it just all fell apart, man. It was so sad to, to go through. Like seeing your two parents just fall apart. It was tough. It was tough. And it absolutely scarred me. But uh, it also made me determined to speak up about mental health. Because 
there was nothing there no support for me i was locked in a psychiatric ward at one point and it was really tough and thankfully sabrina never left stayed with me and got me through it and here we are many years many psychologist appointments lots of medication later and anfield agenda came into our lives and um you guys have made them special and i don't know just that's why i work so much you know you guys say i thought you were taking a day off i'm almost afraid to take a day off because you think oh, people will forget about me they'll find another channel um if you're in a hot streak now and the channel's doing well people i just scared to take time off really because yeah because this is so amazing uh my father was an alcoholic and had bipolar disorder i had to grow up real quick as well you'll never walk alone stay strong and proud i wonder i often wonder lauren if my mum was on the spectrum because we had a lot of similar traits that you know i was only diagnosed as having aspergers at 35 and I often wonder, like, if maybe she had have been diagnosed, might her life have been a bit different? Because it just wasn't as it wasn't known when she was growing up, really. You know, I'm I'm lucky that um, my wife spotted my son's autism when he was like three and four, and we got him diagnosed early. And the teachers have been amazing and helped Lucas to to go into mainstream, and he's a regular kid. Um, but yeah, look. I just don't know what to say other than uh, I'm. I just want to do this for my family to just make them proud because they've been with me through a lot. Um, how's the news looking? Nothing, nothing coming through yet. But I am going to stay on until just after the half because it is sometimes half ten where the news comes out. Uh, Sabrina called the police were being robbed. I love that line, and I won't lie to you, Mick. That's what I had in my back pocket. Um. I was working on that during the week. Sometimes you do you do think some of these things up like you do. I don't anyone who tells you otherwise a fucking liar. And I had that one in my pocket. Um Yeah. I probably used it a bit too quick though. Uh Daniel said on the twenty third of this month's been two years since I lost my dad to alcoholism. It's rough, so I'm with you on that. It is, because you just ask yourself, what could I have done differently? You know, as I said, I was an only child at home watching my dad die through like 17, 18, 19 and thinking, why won't he pick me? Why is the breakdown in his relationship with, with my mum not like, why is why am I not enough? Why, why can he not stop drinking for me? But I think it's just when I came to the understanding that it, it's not about me, it's, it's about his own demons. Um it's tough but you know what to bring it to a positive standpoint i wanted to break the cycle i wanted to draw a line in the sand and change my family's name and change my family's um what we're remembered for so i wanted to take the negative and spin it into a positive and that's what i'm trying to do um yeah that's it that's pretty much it No need to worry about taking a day off, pal. Uh, true people of the channel will be here with you through thick and thin. It's 
it's also that and I like it, you know? So, yeah, I love coming on to talk to you guys. So, sometimes I just, even on a day off, I sit around going, I'd be live now, usually. I'd be talking about this now, usually. But, on good news, I hope you're not going to be oversaturated with me because we are launching a second channel. And I say we, Connor's not actually going to be involved in the second channel, but I am going to be part of a launch of a second channel that is going to be coming um, after the September international break for the first round of Champions League games. And I can't tell you anything else about it yet. I can't tell you the name or anything like that, but yeah, we're going to be doing it. And so we're going to be covering all the big European games, the big weekend games that isn't Liverpool related. And we're going to just see how that goes. Uh, Benjamin, thank you mate, uh, keep it up Craig, I left the UK in 2015 at 25 with mental health issues, toxic people, drink, I had to change, it wasn't until I found my wife, helped me set up our life and realise the true value of life, confidence uh, is key, yep, my wife is so soft spoken and um, dainty, small little 5 foot 2 woman, but she is the strongest willed person. She doesn't even know it, by the way. She she is a strong woman and uh, proud every day to have her beside me and thankful for the day I met her. Um, yeah, we're, we've known each other since we were 16 and we're together now 23 years, uh, which is crazy, right? We've been together since we were 19. Uh, love your channel, bringing such awareness to mental health. It's a boo topic growing up. Now glad to have a community voice. Keep it up, mate. Thank you. So what, the truth, mate, when I started it, people were like, oh, fuck you, basically. A lot of people were like, oh, look at this, lad. mental health. But I kept going because I didn't care about them because they've obviously, anybody who mocks anyone with mental health has never had to live through a family member suffering or a best friend suffering or losing somebody through suicide or mental health so i never gave them any time because they're just twats but i you know to hear from a few people who you know have had trouble and come in like come into their community and that's why i'm such i don't use that word uh give me another word that's why i'm so picky about the chat because i don't want toxicity in my chat i don't want people coming in here and feeling like they're bullied out or they're shouted down it's important to me that people feel like they can be themselves in here and we've got people from all aspects of the spectrum of uh life we've got people of different faiths people of different nationalities sexual orientation support different football clubs and the fact that people can feel welcome in here is big deal to me because i feel welcome in here and that's because of you guys What's your favourite Liverpool kit of all time? 100% the um, the crown paint shirt that then became the candy shirt. Same shirt, just different sponsor. I think it was 87, 88, if my memory's right. And then the 1996 uh, green and white checkered shirt with a grandfather collar. Or they're in denial of their own issues. Yeah. So for me, sometimes it was a case of um, one nice thing on a stream would stop me having a shit day. You know? So that's why I always say to people, every interaction you have with somebody where possible, 
try to put a smile on their face. And that's what I do if ever I go out. I can't go to a supermarket without trying to make the person operating the till laugh or smile. Um, Because you never know. You just never know what a little kind moment can do for somebody's psyche or what they're going through. Uh, those awful things you had to go through made you the honest stand-up bloke you are today. Don't stop being you. P.S. Cheesecake Fun. Thank you. And that's why, Emma, when people say to me, but you you take the money. And I go, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because my morals really, really, really are important to me. Really important. Like, my wife will tell you how fucking stubborn I am about something if I think it's wrong. Right. We're going to carry on for another 10 minutes or so. But... As of right now, I'm not seeing any new news come through yet. Basically, to fill people in on where we're at right now, Liverpool are looking to add another midfielder. Not a definitive number six. That's been reported high and wide. Liverpool are looking to bring in somebody versatile. So whether it's a Ryan Gravenberch or somebody else, I guess that remains to be seen. And um, Quevin Kelleher is of interest to Celta Vigo and Rafael Benitez. That was another one that came out just so long ago. And... It was an update from Fabrizio Romano on Gravenberch, where he said it's a difficult deal to do. Kone, he said there's nothing new there. Thuram, he said again, difficult deal to do. And same with Czech Decore. So that's where we're at. But I'll say what I said at the start. Don't mind as long as we get the players in. But if we don't get the players in before the window closes, then I think there has to be there has to be a reaction from the fan base. If if Liverpool don't get a midfielder and a centre-back before the window closes. I think we've every right to kick up a fuss. Is my wife a Liverpool fan? No, she's a Forest fan. Um, it's a long story, but basically she she was her family were uh, part of the scouts and she used to go over to Nottingham quite a bit for some from scouting events. So she was shown around the uh, city ground when she was over there. And she's a Forest fan because of that. Uh, I don't think Bayern wants to do business with us. I don't think it's that, mate. Red Craig. I don't think it's to do with Bayern not wanting to do business. I think there's an acceptance of Bayern that they need to bring in another midfielder. So they've been linked with Sangar and a couple of others. And... Until they agree that they're willing to sell Gravenberch, this is the situation we're in, United are in, and any other clubs that are looking at them. And until we get the nod that they're willing to sell, it's it's kind of a waiting game, I guess. It is a risky waiting game. Same with the Corre, and particularly with the Corre, I feel like Palace will be right to ask for a premium because we left it so late in the window. That's on us. That's not on Palace. Do a new ad to fill the time. But look, honestly, if you guys just check out the Oosh website, you don't need to listen to me and take my word for it. Scan that QR code on the screen and check it out. They do giveaways of cars. They do giveaways of cash, holidays, football club packages. And this Friday, they've got a high roller package, meaning it's a £20 entry, €20 Euro entry, excuse me, limited to a maximum of 99 entries. So you've got a pretty decent chance to win it. Um, and you could get 10% off any Oosh entry with our discount code. Now, there's stuff on there from as little as three quid, five quid, seven quid, nine quid, all the way up. 
So, yeah, do check them out. This particular giveaway this Friday for the Liverpool game is Liverpool versus West Ham. Two tickets in the cop for the game on the 23rd of September. €300 Euro Ryanair voucher. If you don't need a Ryanair voucher, you can take €300 Euro cash. One night's accommodation in the IHG Hotel Liverpool City Centre, including breakfast. And as I mentioned, it is limited to 99 entries. So get yourselves over there and check it out. Scan the QR code on the screen. AA10 is your discount code. And again, thank you to Oosh. And don't forget to subscribe as well. Yes, absolutely. Do not forget to subscribe. Sorry, I'm just checking to make sure. Uh, Odane said, Jonathan Bakayoko, get him in. That's the youngster from... Eindhoven? Is he? I know he's in the Eredivisie and we've been linked with him and he's a right winger. That's all I know about him, mate. Craig, it's been reported Klopp doesn't intend to buy another DM, therefore leaving us with Endo and by Chetic for that position and possibly Thiago. What do you think of this? I'm okay with it. Um, especially if we do plan on revisiting the... Uh, Andre situation in January when Fluminense would be far more open to a deal so if that's the plan I'm fine with it because we wanted to bring in a DM we brought in a DM the fact that he's a 30 year old okay I get people's point on that but ultimately if he works for three years job done so I'm okay with it do I keep up with the WWE no not anymore when I was Younger, I mean, right through till probably I was the age of 30. Yes, I watched it all religiously. How many goals assists do you think Sobotslai will finish with? Uh, I, I try not to get stuck into the numbers, really. Um, I'm weird in that. I don't care who scores the goals as long as Liverpool pick up the three points. Um, individual accolades aren't something I'm too fussed with. But how many goals and assists? Um... God, let's say eight goals, seven assists. I, I don't know. So no Decore. No, he's still on the list, Adam. Because even though Decore plays in a, a DM position for Palace, Klopp could maybe look at him and think he could play in another role as well as the six. So Decore is still on the list. It's just that um, we're opened up to the idea of a Gravenberch or a Thuram again, something like that. So more versatile. Think of it this way. We could, a six or an eight, somewhere in between that is what we're looking for. Uh, thank you for responding to my comment. I'm okay with the situation, although I can't deny the urge of Polina or Decore. Oh, dude, I was fully wanting Polina. I was right there. But Endo came out of left field. It was a complete mad signing that none of us seen coming. But the more I've gotten to like listen to Klopp, look into Endo, listen to what Stuttgart fans have said about him, it could be clever. It could it could just be a very good um, short-term solution. Any news on the Anfield Road end? No, other than uh, booking them, the, the builders are in a little bit of trouble financially. 
Liverpool are still hoping to be back on track for getting a, a staggered opening of the Annie Road end and fully operational by October is the hope anyway. Uh, thank you, Jeff Hancocks. Appreciate you, mate. Is McAllister's red card going to be appealed? It is appealed, yes, Lewis. That appeal went in today, mate. Uh, no idea of when we'll hear if it's been overturned or not, but we have lodged the appeal, yes. We're leaving a bit squeaky bum time, aren't we, Antoine? Absolutely, mate. And it is nerve-wracking. I'm no denying it. It's not ideal, buddy. Um, but if we get if we if we complete the business, fair enough. But you know what? I can't get away from this. We didn't give ourselves the best chance to start the season off, and we've already dropped points. And who's to say if we got Endo in two weeks before and he had more time to settle in? that maybe we didn't get pinch that game against Chelsea and win it. And then the league could look a bit different. Then you go to Newcastle, you think if we beat Newcastle, nine points from nine, and you're out to a good start in the league, and you're thinking, okay, let's see what we can do here. What we've done, and this is a mistake we've made in previous campaigns, is throw away some early points in the season because of a, a host of things, one of them being not doing our business early enough. And we should know better than any other club how it feels to miss out on a league title by a point or two. So I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us because it's another high-risk strategy. I didn't, Jason Knight, I didn't see the um, the penalty incident of the red card, mate. I was streaming. I haven't seen the incident. Have I heard about Ezekiel Fernandes and Boca? I've heard his name mentioned, yes. Um... But I, I can't tell you if it's genuine interest from us or not. I don't know, is the honest answer. I think Kincapia can play at left back too, said Adam. Well, he can play left of a back three if needed. Um, he's the one that I'd like for a centre-back. Um, yeah, I'd be very happy if we signed him. Newcastle be a good game to see where we are as Man City beat them 1-0. And do you know what, Wayne... Um, Away, no, I didn't think Man City were that convincing in that victory over Newcastle. And it just strengthens my belief that the league title is there for somebody this season if they can really get off to a good start. Like, if Arsenal can build on their next three or four games and continue to keep winning, you never know, honestly. I just It will make me angry if somebody wins this league because City have had a, a, a lull of a season. It, just, it would make me even angrier if we weren't there because how many opportunities are we going to get now, you know? And Klopp only has till 2026. What do I think about signing Doku, City signing Doku? Um, I think their need is greater than ours in that position. I think... Doku has a lot of potential. He does. And it could turn out to be a really, really good signing for City. But it's not nailed on successful. Like his last year or so have been a bit up and down. But again, if we signed him, I'd be happy. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a bad signing for City. I think it's a good signing. 
Sweden's in the house. Martin, thank you, mate. Appreciate it. How many times have I watched the 7-0 back? Not that often, to be honest. Like, I watch the Miracle of Istanbul back all the time. Just the documentary on it, like. Um, so, look, it doesn't look like there's anything new coming in in the papers. Not that I'm seeing at the moment, anyway. Uh, I'm just waiting to see if that does come through. Last time you were at a Liverpool game, oh, it was about two and a half years ago, I think, David. I was supposed to go to one last year, but for, well, for fairly shitty reasons, it didn't work out. Um, but I hope to get to one this year. Oosh are sending us to one. I just have to pick which one I want to go to. South Africa's in the house, Neville, thank you, mate, for being with us. Don't forget, do hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel, folks. Um, yeah, I think we can safely say no newspaper stuff coming through at the minute, so... If you had 90 million left to sign a player, who would you sign and why? Uh, Barella. Because he can play in a whole host of midfield positions. He's absolute quality. And I think that number will get him. Will there be a video tonight? Yes. I'm going to have more time to read up over the next few minutes to get prepared for the video. Plus, I'll read through my WhatsApps, which I haven't had a chance to go through all of them. What did you prefer? Istanbul or Barca? Barca, which is weird because I was at Istanbul, but the Barca moment, I was I was streaming in my bedroom at the time, doing a watch along, and oh, just the absolute limbs, like, it was, it was so emotional, like, the tears of joy, I'll never forget it, ever, it was unfecking believable like, it was one of those days, all day you said to yourself, am I mad for thinking that just maybe there's a glimmer and then you say to yourself, nah, you're, you're a lunatic. Messi, Suarez, Coutinho. Stop. Stop talking yourself into it. But then you keep saying, we lost 3-0 at the new Camp, but it wasn't a 3-0 game. We were the better team. But then you say to yourself, no Suarez, or no Salah, um, no Firmino. You know, you're still saying to yourself, it's not doable. But I tell you what, as soon as that first goal went in, that's you were like, oh, hello. They look rattled. What a night that was. What a night. Um, and Origi's goal, like, that was not an easy finish. Really, really, really good stuff from Divock. If you went to a game, would you do a vlog? No. I'd keep my... Honestly, I'd, I'm not even going to tell you guys when I'm going to a game. Because I don't want a repeat of what happened the last time. I don't want threatening phone calls that my kids hear or anything like that happening. So, when I decide to go to a game, you won't know about it. There just won't be a watch along that day and I will be at the game. Um, I think that's the safest way to do it. Right, look, I'm going to call it a night and I will see you guys tomorrow. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I won't be on tomorrow. I probably will. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, keep an eye out for the video that I'm going to record now over the next few minutes. Should be out before 11. And again, thank you for coming in tonight. It was a quiet one, but I like the quiet ones at times because it gives us a chance to have a chat. So much love to you all. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.